You're listening to Mummy is Doing a Beauty Pageant Podcast with your host, Jessica Barkley. Oh wait, that's me. The current Miss Middlesex Galaxy and mummy to one amazing little girl. Here I will share my crazy journey from buggy walks to walking the stage at the United Kingdom Galaxy Finals. But don't worry, this isn't all about me. I'll be interviewing current and former queens, plus experts in many areas of pageantry. So whether you're hitting the stage for the first time, looking to up your game, or even after some inspiration to follow your own dreams on or off the stage, I hope you will find something here for you. I'll ask the questions you're too embarrassed to and get real about the highs and lows of pageantry. If you enjoy this episode, please give it a share on social and pop me a little review over on iTunes. Now, strap on those heels and let's get into it because we have a lot to cover. Hello and welcome back. So this is going to be part two of social media in pageantry. I was like, there'll be maybe three of these. I'm actually not going to put a cap on the social media thing because I think it's such a mega thing nowadays. Like social media and life in general is just a bit crazy. I use it constantly for my work. I use it constantly for pageantry. I actively try to not be on it for certain bits of the day. I used to just have a very small window that I would check social media on, but now I'm back in the whole pageantry scene. I'm trying to reconnect with friends that I haven't spoken to for ages. But also because I'm busier now because of the pageant, I also am using social media more to stay in touch with my non-pageant friends because I'm even less likely to get around to messaging them. And it's kind of part of why I keep my friendship group so small. Uh, Quality over quantity and the few friends that I do stay in touch with, they know that they really matter. Um, I think it's really important to remember when you've got a friend that's really busy is to not, I guess, to not put your expectations of what a good friendship is on them. They may absolutely love you dearly and be there for you when you really need them, but that doesn't mean they're going to message you every single day. They're busy, you're busy, life's busy. Um, So yeah, don't put that expectation on your friendships. I can not speak to some of my friends for three weeks and they're still my best friends. Like, um, because that's, that's just how it is and sometimes you don't get to see each other for ages. One of my dear friends, I keep trying to meet up with her um, and she work sporadic hours and I work sporadic hours and we've both got small humans to factor in and I finally was going to be down her way for something with my little one and she's working that day the next available slot we could find is conveniently her son's birthday um but that's the beginning of December (laughs) so oops but life's busy so Anyway, I I use social media to be able to put a quick comment on something she's been up to or put a quick like, but that's really nice as well. But today we're going to talk about building your following and growing your platform and things like that on social media. Now, this was probably easier to do a few years ago. I think with every passing day, it gets harder, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. What you need to look at first is consider your, your age as well because different social media platforms will work better depending on your age. Uh, what is your your personal platform and your personal brand? I will go into more about your platform and your brand and things uh, in future episodes but so you might need to come back to that side of it but 
yeah, your age is very important. I mean, Snapchat and pageantry are very, very popular, but I don't have Snapchat. And a lot of people in my age category are like, I don't get Snapchat. We're kind of, it wouldn't be really worth me putting a lot of effort into my Snapchat. Now, maybe at some point this will evolve past mummy's doing a beauty pageant into something bigger and I will need to access that. Maybe at some point I want to have access to that demographic that use Snapchat, but it's not, it's not really a place for me at the moment. It would consume a lot more of my time trying to use a platform that I'm not like used to and aware of and things. Whereas Instagram, I use a lot for my work. So I put a lot of my effort into my Instagram. I know my demographic are on Instagram. A lot of my my peers, a lot of the people in my age group category are on Instagram. I love creating images. I can do little video clips of me in the gym there. Um, Quite often, I then have some sort of deep and meaningful thought process that goes alongside my like workout snapshot on things and so yeah Instagram I like as a platform it's very visual and I like the visual I like doing inspirational quotes and things that have really touched me on my Instagram and things as well Facebook is again very popular with UK pageantry so there's a lot of Facebook groups to find appearances and things like that uh, connect with sponsors meet all the other girls in your pageant with Galaxy, all the contestants uh, get added to a private or secret uh, Facebook group. Like you can't join, you have to be added as a accepted as a contestant for that year. So there are only people at the moment from the Galaxy Twenty Twenty UK finals in that group, and it's really nice to be able to connect with each other. Uh, we can learn from the different age categories then as well. Uh, it's not just about as an MS, I don't want to just speak to MS people. There might be a junior that can teach me something in the same way that there might be a teen learning from a missus and a missus learning from a miss. Like we can all share our experiences within that group and support and motivate each other within that group. And that's a great place. Usually there are threads where people are like, let everyone, let me have your Instagram handles. I'd love to follow everyone. That's a really good way of growing your, your platform. But do make sure you are following back. No one likes someone that's just going, yeah, follow me, follow me, follow me, and does no following back and no supporting. It is like a two-way thing. It's very, it's a mutual thing, and you need to make sure that you're following both directions. But in the same way, um, not in the same way, actually, completely, completely different thought process. Don't know why I said in the same way. Um, One of the things you do need to be careful with Facebook is who you are adding. So on Facebook, I have a page And I think this is even talked about in the Galaxy info pack and most of the Galaxy girls do it. They'll set up a page with their their name and title. And uh, so at the moment, I think mine is literally Ms. Middlesex Galaxy Jessica Barkley. I can't remember what I've exactly called my my page now. That's really bad, isn't it? It's got my name in it. It's got, there we go. So it's MS Middlesex Galaxy 2019 slash 20 and then a hyphen Jessica Barkley. So people can find it based on Galaxy and my year. So they might just search Galaxy 2019, Galaxy 2020, uh, Ms. Middlesex Galaxy if they've met me at something, couldn't remember my actual name, or Jessica Barkley if they want to search that too. They've got all the options. Uh, And I have that as a page. And then from that page, you can set up events. So if you're running an event as a title holder, you can do it from your page. So go into your page and then create the event instead of creating it off your personal one. Uh, same with creating groups. 
Don't just create a group, go into your page and then create the group. So the podcast group is set up off my Ms. Middlesex Galaxy. So someone might find that Mummy is doing a beauty pageant podcast, but not know it's run by Ms. Middlesex Galaxy. And then when they go into the group, they see, oh, this page is hosted by this person. And then they can find out more about me um, and find out more about my galaxy journey through that. Uh, same with there's my platforms group and some other projects that I'm working on will all be set up through that page. So I think it's really important to get your page first. Instagram will have an option to connect your page and I would recommend turning your Instagram page into a business page. It's not expensive, doesn't like cost anything, um, but there are more features that open up when your Instagram is a business page. So swap it over to a business page and you can connect it up with pages uh, with your Facebook page or group and your Twitter. So mine automatically posts to my Facebook page and my Twitter account when um, I'm posting and things. And I can untick that if I don't think it's relevant. So sometimes my Instagram, I'm posting things that aren't hugely pageant related, but more me related, and I don't want them in my group. And I want, but I do want them in Twitter and vice versa. Um, but different things across different sites. Speaking of Twitter, Twitter is very hard to grow nowadays, very hard to grow. I predominantly use it for business to business connection. The only reason I have my personal and I do put stuff on my personal, which is also my pageant one, is searchability. It's something else for you to appear in Google on. Uh, it's another entry that you're going to be because Twitter will be like, oh, this person searched, this person's name in Google will come up on their, on the Google results. But it's just my content from, it's very unlikely I will go and post something directly on Twitter uh, for my personal page, but it's my Instagram content that's going to Twitter. So that's, that's like easy peasy. Twitter's can be quite good though for connecting to business. With my work Twitter page, I will go on and post directly uh, just to show that I'm a real human being and I have some things that auto post on there as well and some things that post on my Instagram to keep the feed going. But I use it to reach out to uh, other businesses, to uh, PR, to bloggers, things like that. And you can use like hashtag like blogger requests. So say you're running a blog as part of your pageant journey, but you'd like some guest bloggers on certain topics, you can go in there and put hashtag blogger request. I'm looking for an amazing hair or makeup artist that would like to do a guest entry about the latest updos for 2020. That's quite good on things like Twitter. Um, the searchability with the hashtags and things I find much better with with Twitter for, for those kind of things. So there's blogger request and there's PR requests that I use. Uh, but just go in, follow those hashtags. It can be quite good as well for um, journal request. So as in journalist, journal request on Twitter. Because people will post hashtag journal request looking for a pageant girl that lives in the West Midlands to talk to me about her charity work. And you'll be like, great. And that could be for a national newspaper. That is how you, a, a lot of the journalists now will find um, people to talk on stories is through social media. So journal request, uh, blogger request, PR request on Twitter are worth a follow, even if you don't really do very much with your account on Twitter. YouTube, yeah, still a social media. Well, considered a lot of people by a social media. Very hard to grow. 
Video is brilliant because it gives that one-to-one -one connection, but I personally am favoring lives, either on Instagram or Facebook at the moment. I have been doing a YouTube channel with my work for over a year. It's been a very hard slog. I love it. I love being on camera and presenting and having that face-to-face -face contact with some of the content I present with my work because some of it can be controversial and it's nicer to see the facial expression behind it. But it's a very slow grow. Things There are certain topics that work really well on YouTube at the moment and maybe they align with your brand. If you're all about fashion, hauls on YouTube work really well. Look at Misha Grimes' amazing YouTube channel that just exploded, but she was exactly on brand for a large demographic of YouTube users that love watching lots of those kind of videos. Like she's perfectly on brand. She's got a great presence on camera. Uh, she invested in the, the right equipment to create great content. Um, she has got a brilliant eye when it comes to clothing and styling and things like that. Like everything that works with YouTube is so her brand. So of course she exploded and she's She's amazing at it. Um, but you don't look at that and go, oh, must be easy to start a YouTube channel. It is hard work. It needs to be very much a part of your, your platform and your mission and your goal. Don't just do it as another sort of side bit to your social media presence. Maybe you want to use it to just have a couple of videos up. I am not using it as part of my pageant journey at the moment, but I will probably host some videos on there at some point just as a, a platform to host the video online instead of using it to grow my social media, my social networking, uh, social media presence and things. Um, so yes, YouTube is awesome and it has incredible power, but do not underestimate how much of your life it will steal <laughs> trying to get things going. Be realistic about that one on a big scale. Podcasts, I guess it's kind of a social media, um, and I imagine this will help grow my following because people are able to connect with me more because they get to sit down and listen to my random thoughts and feelings. Um, and having the podcast, which I will reveal at a later date because I'm still fine-tuning it, is very much a part of uh, my platform, my legacy project with competing in Galaxy. There is a very much a, a bigger purpose beyond episode to episode, helping you guys, sharing things I'm learning, sharing my story along the way kind of thing. There is a bigger purpose to this podcast, which you'll have to keep listening to find out. There are so many social media platforms now. I did a talk for a school. Actually, I did five talks in one day. It's like five hours of speaking. Um, it was my very first Galaxy appearance, but talking about the power of social media and how it impacts our lives to year 10 students, absolutely amazing experience and loved it. And I tried to find a statistic on how many social media platforms there were. And I was only able to find like top lists. So top 50, top 250. There was no definitive because it's growing so quickly. And there are some very niche, very specific social media platforms. Uh, particularly if you're younger, so I'd say teen, junior, um, even the younger ends of Miss, some of the newer platforms will actually be really beneficial for you um, because your demographic, your age groups, your category groups will more likely to be on them. But that does depend on who your platform is trying to target. 
think about that, think about where they are going to hang out online. So it's kind of equally combining where, who are you, who are you wanting to speak to and where are they hanging out online and also what you find easiest and most natural to appear on online. So like I said, I like video, I like imagery, that kind of thing. I like conversation and community. And then I look at where those things are happening that my people, my people are hanging out and I kind of combine the two. So a little bit of Twitter for me, Instagram, Facebook, and this podcast, like I said, I might use YouTube to host a couple of videos, but that will not be part of my, my pageant journey as a specific like thing I want to grow. I'm going to mainly focus on Facebook now, but you can kind of apply this to similar things. Um, Instagram, it's more about following hashtags. So follow the hashtag your pageant uses, um, the other pageant contestants will be using. Go in, like their, um, like their posts, engage with their posts, share their posts in your stories and things. It's a give and take situation. If you want people to like and share your content, you need to like and share their content. But don't go about liking things you don't actually like. That is very dangerous because suddenly you find that you've just gone through and like, 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 like everything. And actually you've liked something that's completely in opposition to your platform, your brand and what you stand for. So do read what you like and like any of the things you actually like. So Facebook, I'm going to mainly stick with Facebook now for a bit. Uh, Facebook is awesome and deadly and fabulous and scary and wonderful and time consuming all at the same time. One of the big things I want people to take away from this episode, though, is who you are accepting on your Facebook profile. So we talked about setting up your page, but your personal account should be just that. It should be personal. And I did find as soon as I signed back up to do a pageant and was posting anything pageant related and added a few of my pageant, um, like pageant friends that I was meeting to my personal one, my like add a friend thing went crazy. And in there, I don't recognize most of those names. I don't want to decline everyone. I want to create that connection. You can't, it's very tricky to invite them to your page if you haven't added them and things. Um, So to start with, I just accepted, 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 accepted. And then I was getting some really weird comments in my messenger group. And I was just being careful about what I was putting in my personal profile, making sure I was happy for anyone and their dog to see what was on my personal. But I was getting very annoyed with, I would like, I would um, friend someone and then I quite often will unfollow most people so it doesn't appear in my feed. And I choose whether I want to go and look at their stuff. Um, And then I will like pages. I will accept friend requests. Uh, like their pages and then unfriend them so that I can go to their, I have their page content instead and I have, don't get the moaning about their next door neighbour, I just get their pageant stuff. That one can work quite well too. I do now check, I will click on their profile and if you have hidden a lot of your profile then I'm probably not going to accept you because I can't check whether you're someone I want to be linked to if I don't know you. Um, but I will look through what pageant you represent, have you got... Um, having a profile picture that's got your sash in is really good because people can see that you're a pageant contestant. But what you can do is change, so it might not want to be your profile picture, but make sure that there is a picture on your wall, on your profile that has you in your sash so we know what title you are and what what, uh, what, that you're in the pageant industry. 
but you can set it to public so anyone can see it. So when I go onto your profile, you've sent me a phone request, I go onto your profile, it's not your profile picture, but I can scroll down a bit and I can see there's a picture of this lady in a Miss Teen GB sash. Yes, I want to be friends with her. I know she's part of the pageant industry. A lot of weird foreign men will try and follow you as a pageant contestant. And that's just fact. And maybe you want the numbers. You want to hit your 5,000 friends and not be able to add anyone else. But I personally would recommend not doing that and not accepting particularly male weirdos that are just adding you to send you a million messages they saying you're beautiful you're beautiful you're beautiful get that all the time like hello beautiful I'd love to chat with you will you be my friend and I'm like no I have enough friends and I'm really busy sorry I'm like um but even replying sometimes to that can egg people on they can be spam hackers as well that's always a bit worrying the other thing I check for and this is a little bit controversial is people that are network marketing so I will check onto their profile and there's quite often some very stereotypical um, quotes that will appear in people's like banners and things like that. And you start to spot that they're going to start pitching to me about products. And if you're getting involved in the pageant community to have a big audience to sell your network marketing products to, please don't, please don't add me. Um, because I get it all the time. Um, I particularly, as a qualified professional in the health and fitness industry, I'm a qualified personal trainer. I have additional fitness qualifications. I'm a qualified sports nutritionist, although I don't practice mainly sports nutrition. Um, I get people, I'm a health and wellness coach, and I'd love to talk to you about these products. And I was like, if you just looked at my profile, you'd have seen that I am actually a qualified health and fitness professional and that you are not a health and fitness coach you have signed up to Herbalife um, or Arbonne and things and it really frustrates me when people call themselves a health and fitness coach based on those because a health and fitness coach you need to like look up the definition of being a coach and um, you may be a health and fitness mentor at most but coaches don't actually give specific advice now pageant coach is different I'm talking about in other areas like coaching is about helping the person find the answers within themselves. Mentoring is when you give advice. A salesperson is when you try and sell me products to give me my dream body. And I'm like, no, 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 no. So if I go in, someone's added me who I don't know, and I click on their profile and it says anything about any of the major social, um, major network marketing businesses that I've already heard of, and I don't know the person. Like, so if I do know the person already and they're doing that, then great. But I, I'm not going to accept friend requests from people that are network marketing and I don't know. Because like the f- nine times out of ten, the first message you're going to get from them is, I can get you the body you want for your pageant by taking this cleansing supplement. And it's like, no, 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 no. So please don't use pageantry as a way to boost your network marketing as your only goal. Like, if you really believe in your product, that's wonderful. But don't make it your first message that you send to people. Like, build, you need to build relationships. Network marketing is a whole other rant. I digress, but I do find that takes over a lot of social media. That's the two downsides with um, pageantry on social media is I get a lot more network marketing and I let a lot more weird guys from foreign 
obscure foreign countries. Um, not even like countries that compete in my pageant or anything like that. Like that I maybe understand a bit more, but hey. So be very careful of who you're adding. Uh, at the moment, I am doing a mixture between vetting who I'm accepting and then also the people that I then do accept, inviting them to like my page and then unfriending them, which can sound bad, but I can still connect with them if they liked my page, but it means they're not getting all my personal stuff. Um, and I'm very careful still what I post on my personal stuff, but uh, ideally I don't want I don't want friends on Facebook that aren't actual friends I haven't met that I don't know. Um, maybe I will accept someone if they were someone I would like to get to know as well. That could be a good one. But don't just accept everyone. The other danger with this is looking at mutual friends. So I will go on and see I've had a friend request from this person and we've got 72 mutual friends. So I would previously have accepted them. Now I see I've got 72 mutual friends and I click on that list and I'm like, I don't actually know any of these 72. These are all other pageant girls that I haven't met yet. So having those friends in common doesn't really sort of validate you becoming one of my friends. It means I've shown up in some Facebook searches because we've got a lot of friends in common and, and Facebook thinks we're friends and you've clicked, clicked add. If there is someone you are trying to add as a friend that you generally want to connect with and all these things are going against you, you do network marketing and that's all over your page and you've got lots of mutual friends but you're probably not actually ever met in person, send them a DM. It might end up in their others. It might take longer to connect. Send them a DM on there. Go find them on Instagram. Send them a DM there and say, look, I am a real person. I would really like to connect with you for X, Y and Z. Easy. Done. The other one is if you are trying to reach out to someone, so maybe you wanted to be on this podcast, is just reach out and be like, get to the point with me. Save everyone some time. You don't need to beat around the bush too much. Um, people are like, oh yeah, I'd like to be your friend, I'd like to be your friend. They can go on for weeks and then suddenly they hit you that they're network marketing. <laughs> I feel like I'm digressing into the network marketing pit. I've had a few requests recently find it a bit annoying um lost my train of thought completely uh yes yeah, so maybe jumping to the point means yeah we can end the conversation get to it you might come in and say yes I would love to come on and do a podcast all about makeup and I'd be like I'm sorry I've already done that in the last few months um with a makeup artist I know already it would be do you have another topic that you would like to cover if not um I'm not going to be able to do anything for six to eight months come back to me and things like that so if there's actually something you want, like don't don't beat around the bush and waste. We're all busy. Don't waste everyone's time. Buying followers and likes and stuff is just a bit of a massive no-no, particularly if it's for your uh, popularity category in your pageant. So some pageants will have a popularity thing where you, and I actually did a blog on the news page of the website. There's a blog about um, social media as well so it's worth checking that out but if you have a picture that you then have to share for likes um for the miss popularity title do not buy likes one it's cheating two it's really obvious because they will be all obviously fake names three it's very bad for the algorithm of wherever that picture is hosted so if that picture is hosted so say uh united kingdom galaxy pageants were hosting all the pictures 
of the contestants and then I bought a load of likes for my photo. Facebook are going to know that's a load of fake likes and that will reflect badly on the United Kingdom Galaxy pageants page. Do you want to be aggravating the team running your pageant system? No. Do you want to be detrimental to all the work they've put in to grow their pageant page? No. Do not buy likes. Do not buy likes. Do not buy likes. There are some like systems now, some software programs and things that you can buy, mainly for Instagram this is, where they will go and uh, like other people's content to show you more on social media. And I have nothing against that system. Because if you're a single person trying to like grow your thing as opposed to a massive company, it's very hard to spend days and days going through and liking lots of people's content to say, hey, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. I would like to connect with you. And um, yeah, you can sign up for some of these. Instagram is blocking a lot of them though now. And you are at risk of having your account completely blocked, completely deleted if you do things that are not in line with Instagram's policies. And Instagram's policies change constantly. Facebook's policies change constantly. So if in any way you think it's a shortcut, the chances are you're not meant to be doing it and it will they will push your page down in the search rankings. They might delete you completely. All the beautiful content you've created, all the connections you've made so far might disappear, things like that. So be very careful with those kind of platforms. But do not, for any reason, buy likes on your popularity picture on Facebook. Do not buy likes and views on anything, any content and things you're putting out. And I will completely admit I did this in the early days. It used to be um, very much how you would start growing a following. So it used to be very standard on Twitter. You would set up your Twitter page, you'd buy your first 5,000 likes and people would then see you as already big and they would like you. And it's not, if you did it in the past, it's not a bad reflection on you, but now we all know not to do it and that it will reflect badly and risk you losing those social media platforms. So don't do that. Authenticity is really the only way you're actually going to grow things now is being really you, being a real human being, going on and liking other people's content, sharing other people's content. Look for people that have got a problem. So if your platform is helping people deal with issues of bullying, or maybe let's let's turn that on its head. That's a fairly common one. Um, so maybe your platform is helping bullies understand why they bully. And so you're going to go on, you're going to keep an eye out for any posts related to bullying. And some mum says, this kid's bullying my kid and it's really hard. I don't know how to deal with it and blah, blah, blah. You can then comment and say, well, I'm running a workshop for bullies. I'd love to maybe come and speak at your kid's school so that I can connect with the bully and help them deal with their issues. That is an amazing, not only will that person see that comment, but other people see, that's an amazing platform. I'd like her to come and speak at my school. I'd like her to come and do this. Maybe she could help my daughter. I feel like she's a bit of a bully now. Like, That's a really great way of connecting with the right people, the people that you are going to be able to impact. And that's the thing, it's not about massive numbers anymore. Even when you're looking for um, sponsors and things like that, they're quite often looking to what is classified as a nano-influencer. And that's like the 5,000 Instagram followers, I think, classifies as a nano-influencer. Because the quality of their following is going to be so much better. And the engagement in their posts is going to be so much better. 
You are much better having 100 hardcore followers that like and comment on everything than having 10,000 people that never engage. Um, The numbers really don't matter that much. And remember that you don't necessarily need to have a massive social media following to succeed in pageantry. It can be detrimental to have a big following because people accept, expect more of you on stage um, and then you're sort of set up to fail. Do not think you need a massive social media following to do well in pageantry at all. But it can be very beneficial for promoting your platform, promoting your charity events, things like that. So it's worth having a presence um, and deciding whether you want to put the effort in to grow it or not. I hope I've provided you with lots of information about growing your social media and choosing your social media within this episode. Do hit me up. If there are any questions that have come out of this episode, any of the episodes, do hit me up because I can create a future episode to answer those questions. Because these these episodes could go on for hours with my general thought process on a topic and I try and limit that. So I would love to know what areas you're struggling with. It might be completely unrelated to any podcast episode that I've put out so far. So make sure you rock on over to the website at mummyisdoingapageant.com or my email address is jessicaabarkley at icloud.com. Both of those are in the show notes. Pop me a message, any question you'd like me to ask, whether you think it's something I know or not, because it might be something I go, I don't know this answer. I'll go find an expert and create an interview to give you this answer. We've got lots of amazing interviews coming up. I've got lots booked in over the next two weeks. Um, do go back and check episode nine The was the makeup interview with Patrick from the UK Glam Squad that blew my mind and slightly broke my heart because apparently I shouldn't have my eyelash extensions competition week, but I'm going to be me and still keep them. <laughs> but yeah, go back, so much information in that and it was just so... We digressed a lot into lots of different topics, so it's definitely worth the listen. So that was episode nine, and um, was an interview with Patrick. But I've got lots of other expert interviews coming your way very soon. Thank you for joining me today. I value and appreciate your time so much. So it means a lot that you spent some of it here. Do rock on over to my Facebook or Instagram to share your thoughts on this episode. And I would really love it if you could give this episode a share while you're there. For any specific links, things mentioned in this episode, etc., please pop over to the website, which is mummyisdoingapageant.com. Have an amazing day. And remember, you sparkle.